the Kid Space Force returns. And an update on our underground kid explorers. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. I'm broadcasting from the campus of Splendid University in beautiful, wondrous, downtown, splendid West Virginia. Rested, recharged, after a much-needed, sizzling summer vacation. August is here, but the summer carries on. I have two stories for you today, an update on Chris, Natalie, and Marcia. You know them as the Kid Space Force. And we'll pick up where we left off with the third tale in our Underground Kid Explorers series. But first... Kid Space Force, Part 7. Chris, Natalie, and Marcia made up the Kid Space Force trio. Together they had befriended extraterrestrial beings, traveled to each and every planet in our solar system, and even ventured deep into Area 51. All in the cardboard, duct tape, and aluminum foil rocket ship Chris built in his backyard long ago. The threesome always traveled together and had each other's backs through loads of adventures. So it was more than a bit peculiar when Chris and the rocket ship both vanished. Surely he wouldn't go into space without us, Natalie reasoned. No way, Marcia muttered. She always backed up her best friend. But Chris had blasted off without his companions, and that was a big mistake. For when his rocket ship broke down, he was lost, stranded, somewhere in space. After a couple days, Natalie came to a realization. I think Chris went into space without us. Yeah, I think so too, continued Marcia. Natalie knew what had to be done. He should have been back by now. We're going to have to build our own rocket. Go after him. Marcia agreed. Let's do it. Natalie's house was sparse when it came to rocket building materials, but luckily Marcia's dad had just bought a new refrigerator. He gave me the box, said I could play with it, Marcia explained. The two got to work. They built a comfy rocket with large cutout windows, plenty of pillows inside, and tons of snacks. Both agreed it was a superior rocket to their usual. Natalie and Marcia painted their rocket bright orange with neon green duct tape accents where needed. Finally, they were ready for adventure. The girls chanted together, in three, two, one, blast off. They were racing skyward. Now we just have to figure out where to find Chris, Natalie led. Yeah, Marcia followed. They started on Earth's moon. Natalie explained why. Chris mentioned wanting to take a picture of the Apollo astronauts' footsteps on the moon's surface for his scrapbook. Marcia continued, Did you know there's no wind on the moon? That means those footprints could be there for millions of years. Pretty cool, 
they both spotted the footprints, but no Chris. The second stop on their attempted rescue mission was Mars, and a visit to the Olympus Mons. Chris kept talking about coming here. Did you know it's the tallest peak on any planet? A volcano three times the size of Mount Everest, Natalie said. Marcia continued, Yeah, you kept telling him it was too dangerous to come here. Natalie and Marcia found no sign of Chris or his rocket ship anywhere on Mars. Where to next? Marcia asked. The look of realization on Natalie's face suggested that she had figured out just where to go. I've got it. I can't believe he would. We better hurry. Their destination was many light years away. But luckily the girls' rocket ship traveled about a light year or two a minute, so they were there in no time. Where? Marcia asked again. Super Earth, Natalie answered. Chris was telling me about it the other day. He read some article he found online. A study at Yale concluded that there might be a planet made completely out of diamonds. I blew it off, but Chris was fascinated. I should have put two and two together. Is that it? Marcia's eyes widened, impressed. They had indeed found a place that no man or woman or boy or girl had ever visited. The diamond planet was beautiful, majestic, and presumably quite valuable. Chris! Natalie exclaimed. Chris! Marcia also exclaimed. Boy, am I glad to see you two. Chris was thrilled. Chris had explained his search for the diamond planet and the disaster that had befallen his ship when he ran out of gas and had to make an emergency crash landing. He had marveled at the endless beauty of the planet for a day, but then began to fear he might never see his home or friends again. You can count on us, Natalie told him. Yeah, Marcia agreed. Thank you, Chris hugged them both gleefully. The three agreed on one thing, no more solo missions. Natalie was insistent. No more solo missions, Chris and Marcia agreed. Chris continued, we fly together or we don't fly at all. Natalie and Marcia helped Chris repair his rocket ship. I like yours better, though. Maybe we could switch, Chris suggested. No way, the girls said in unison. All right, Chris continued. Well, maybe on our way home we could stop by that giant volcano on Mars. No, too dangerous, the girls insisted. Okay, maybe we could stop by the moon and get a pic of those footprints, the girls finished his sentence. We already did that, Marcia beamed, showing him the pics. How about we get you home and treat you to some cheesy pizza, Natalie suggested, knowing Chris's weakness for food. He was sold instantly and the three set course together for Earth and Cheesy Pizza. The end. Though I'm sure we'll hear from our Kid Space Force again soon. It's been a long time since I've updated you on the latest on Tex and Tamara and Grandpa Fred and the Dark and their adventures underground in the Infinity Tunnel. But this week, I have a bit more of the story. Kid Explorers Underground, Part 3.
It's called the Infinity Tunnel because it is never-ending. Tex and Tamara were trapped in this never-ending tunnel, running from a monster known only as the Dark. Tex had stumbled upon this strange wonderland underneath his grandpa's house, but he was unsure how Tamara had come to be here. In our last chapter, Tex had suddenly been struck speechless as he stood face to face with the hideous monster he had tried so long to avoid. All Tex could muster was a quivering, Grandpa, you're not my... The monster responded, and his voice sounded just like Grandpa Fred. Nice to meet you, Tex. I am the Dark. Tamara had responded. But he can mimic sounds, voices. I'm so glad you joined me, the Dark smiled. I haven't played a game in quite some time. Do you like games? Say no, Tamara insisted. Yeah, I kind of figured no was the right answer there, Tex responded. Then to the Dark, where's my grandpa? What did you do? The Dark smiled a dreaded grin, laughed an evil laugh, and leaned in close to Tex. Grandpa Fred is fine, but I can assure you he is far away from here. Far from saving you. And even if he finds us, I have beaten him before. I will again. Tex and Tamara exchanged confused glances. Now, the Dark insisted, let the games begin. Games? You're going to explore the deepest, darkest, scariest recess of this cave and find something for me. Something that will help me escape. Tex wasn't sure how to respond. He murmured a choppy, What? It is a stone as old as the earth itself, and it is buried deep, much deeper than I am able to travel. Find it. Return it to me, and I will not only go free, but I will get back something I lost long ago. What about me? Tex was terrified. And Grandpa Fred. Find it, and you're free. Your Grandpa Fred as well. Fail, and you both lose your freedom, as I lost mine many years ago. The Dark led Tex down a path, confusing instructions continuing to pour from his creepy mouth. Finding the ancient stone wasn't going to be easy. But for a natural explorer like Tex, it might just be. The Dark gave Tex a map, water, a healing tablet, and some scraps of food. He warned Tex that the journey should not take more than an hour or two. Can she come with me? For the first time, the Dark seemed flustered. She? Who? Tamara, Tex muttered, as he looked around, unable to find his companion. Tamara was nowhere to be found. She was just here. The Dark became very upset. He cornered Tex angrily. How do you know about Tamara? And this is where the story shifts a bit. Tex had found comfort in his newfound friend. Tamara had helped him through long, hard hours in the endless halls of the Infinity Tunnel. The Dark didn't believe a word of it. That is impossible. 
Tamara is my daughter, and she's been gone for years. I don't think so. Tex hated to confront the dark, but he couldn't stand to think that he had just imagined Tamara all this time. She's been with me for days. A ghost. The dark shuffled away from Tex, and for the first time, he didn't seem threatening, intimidating. He was sad. I'm sorry. Tex was also feeling a bit melancholy. The dark's attitude suddenly turned threatening again. This doesn't change your mission. If anything, it makes it more important. Go. Get me the Pangea Stone. Now or else. To be continued. That's all for this week, listeners. Next week, I'll return with a special that can be summed up in three special words. Yes. Back to school. Next week is our back to school special. In two weeks, our kids' superheroes return with dinosaurs. All this and much more coming up in August as we continue our march toward the one-year anniversary of this program. Next month, September, will be one year of Mystery Lab stories. Until next week, be good to each other. Have a wild and wonderful one, listeners. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might turn you into a Pez dispenser. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.